check, check, mic check. Moto 60 show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex on FlipMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 show. We're live 420 today. Just figured that out right now. Who knew? Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for everybody for uh, chiming in. 702-586-7857. Uh, please check it out if you can. And, uh, yeah, we, we love the, the listeners of this show. We love the people. We get a lot, lot of phone calls on this one. It's, it's all good, man. It's a real fun show to do. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for making this happen. And uh, whether it's uh, motorsport.com or your local dealer, check out what they've got. Formula Helmet is amazing. The patrol stuff is uh, is great. Uh, love the uh, kinetic mesh that just came out. Super lightweight, breathable, flexible in all the right spots as well. And, of course, the uh, the well, today on the show we are giving away a patrol vest. So the patrols are off-road line of gear. We're going to give away a patrol riding vest away from Fly Racing. So th- all you got to do is call in, and uh, we'll do that, man. So please check out flyracing.com and, uh, you know peruse their lineups they have snowmobile stuff too i know it's april but they have watercraft stuff uh they have everything you need casual wear of course fly racing flyracing.com and uh thank you to plum creek funding get maxis 100 percent vertex pistons decal works all on board with us we're gonna have zach osborne and michael antonovich on today uh to talk about supercross and more new york round 14 of 17 coming up this weekend um so lots of things going on cooper webb made up one point in New York, six to go. We're going to talk to Osborne and Anton about that. And we have a showdown, the 250 showdown East-West. That's always fun, right? Uh, so looking forward to talking about that. Uh, obviously, the Lawrence brothers are the big favorite, but, I mean, I don't know. I always feel like, and I'll talk to Anton and Osborne about this, but I always feel like there's so much more going on with these guys and the points leads that we're going to see some some underdog take this thing, I think. Jordan Smith, maybe? Hayden Deegan? RJ Hampshire? Somebody like that, I think, is going to take this thing. I don't know if the Lawrence brothers are going to win it. So we'll, we'll dive into that and more with, with our guests on the phone. But taking your phone calls over there, holding things down, interrupting his tea time probably today. The Tits Ledger Tits, what's up? Hello, Steven. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. How's that tomahawk waiting in the freezer for you from our guy, Nick? It's going to be very delicious. Oh, I bet you're excited. Yeah, very excited. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Thanks to Decal Works, by the way. Uh, Red Bull KTM, Husqvarna Off-Road team using Decal Works, Kiefer as well. Uh, these guys are great. I've got them for my uh, vintage bike as well. And um, I've got them for all my project 
vintage bikes. They make great stuff. So thank you to the folks at Decal Works. DecalMX.com. Use the promo code PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Whatever you want to design, whatever you want, these guys can help you. Uh, Sean, Ron, and the boys down there. Their mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Uh, please check them out. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Maxis Tires as well. Love the guys at Maxis. MXSTs uh, are out, and uh, they got something new coming. I got a new front coming, I think. Should be soon. Maxis Tires, whether it's uh, light truck tires, trailer tires, UTV stuff. I hear their UTV tires are great. I'm not a UTV guy myself, but I hear they're great. So please check out Maxis.com for more information on that. They uh, really do great things for a lot of people in the industry, support a lot of teams and riders, and their mountain bikes are great. So whether it's the uh, Minion, I think I use the Minions mostly up here. The uh, Asagi or Asago or Asagi, I, I I always screw up that one. I've used that one, too, as well uh, out here. But for the rocks and for the um, hard-packed dirt out here, I like the Minions, and they work really well. So thank you to the folks at uh, Max's Tires for coming on board. Um, we still got some phone lines open, 702-586-7857. We're giving away a patrol vest from Fly Racing and a pair of 100% goggles as well. Speaking of patrol vest, this gentleman may have worn one on the weekend because uh, he was back at the GNCC Series uh, doing big things. It's our buddy, Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? How are you, man? Yeah, doing great. Uh, I don't know about doing big things over the weekend, but I did, I did race. <laughs> you were there in body, yes? I was there, yeah. Uh, that was about it. How's the injury? Your elbow, obviously, you were getting ready to ride XT2 for Randy Hawkins, Blue Crew guys. It hurt your elbow. Uh, how's that going? Are you 100% on there? Yeah, my elbow is solid. It's just um, coming back to uh, those guys in mid-season form, uh, me not really knowing what the heck I'm doing because I'm just green. And um, all those factors just kind of stacked against me. So it's just going to take me a little bit to get up to speed and to where I'm comfortable again. And, um, yeah, just a, just a terrible timing. Uh, not that there's ever good timing for an injury, but just worst-case scenario timing for me. Um, like I said, trying to yeah. learn something new and all that stuff. So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we'll keep working and be back at the front soon. Yeah, like so you're not – you're not that frustrated or whatever. You know, it, you knew it wasn't going to be easy. You, you knew you had things to learn. So your frustration level is okay. Yeah, I mean, my frustration level with when I got hurt and um, all that stuff is extreme, right? But yeah. um, you know, I'm also realistic that I'm trying to do something that is not natural to me. Yeah, sure, I'm a good dirt bike rider, or whatever. But um, these kids have been racing wood since I've you know, like I've been racing motocross. So um, definitely not an easy task to jump in at any point, but especially mid-season um, when they're they're ripping. Yeah. So uh, i got to be realistic with myself. I was pretty hard on myself on Sunday, and um, my wife was like, look, you know, like, yeah. you're doing something pretty special here. Like, just chill and get back to it, and um, it'll all come around. So How did you uh, do? Is what it is. How did you do? Uh, I got 14th, so, yeah, not great. Oh, okay. All right. Wasn't even sure. Yeah, so terrible. I checked the, I checked the uh, results, yeah. Got a good start, ran fourth for the first lap, and mm-hmm. just kind of let the race squander there uh, in the beginning. Um, but, you know, going into the next one, even though I got 14th, I feel like I'll be in a much better spot yep. as far as just race knowledge and knowing how things go and what what, what it looks like and all that. So um, it is where it is. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's a it's, – it's a, you weren't thinking championship and race winning right out the gate, and it's a long season, and, you know, yeah, you'll, you'll get better. Absolutely. Yeah, um, for sure. The XC1, five different winners in five rounds, though. That series is, is heating up big time. Yeah, it is, and, man, it's, it's just – I think that the level right now, um, I don't know what 
you know, I, I don't really have a history book of level for GNCC, but it just seems extremely high. Those guys are ripping. Um, everybody's on training programs. Everybody's doing all the, <laughs> right. the right things. You know, yeah. I think the level of that stuff has come up in, in the GNCC world um, quite a bit over the last four or five years. So, um, yeah, I think that, shoot, it's it's a high-level deal. Right, right. Uh, how much do you practice for something? Do you ride moto for that, or are you going through the woods? Like, what's your practice schedule now for that? Um, I ride two or three days a week. Um, it's a little bit less um, intensity than motocross, but still, you know, some hours, quite a few hours on the bike. Yep. Um, a lot of, a lot of like longer bike rides and stuff. So, um, just a little bit of a different mm-hmm. kind of training, really. Um, not, not so much like less volume. I wouldn't say, uh, the travel schedule is a lot less and, um, the stress is a lot less. The pressure is a lot less, but yeah. other than that, the, the training load kind of stays the same. What'd you wear for fly stuff this weekend? What line of gear do you wear for that? Um, I wore the kinetic mesh this oh, weekend, okay. the new so, stuff. Yep. So, uh, it was actually pretty hot for mid-April South Carolina. We went to that same race last year, and it was like 50 degrees, so I would have needed that patrol that we were talking about earlier. But yep. um, it was like 83 and, and pretty warm, so mesh, mesh, mesh stuff was pretty clutch. Yeah, I w- well, I was just I, – I would wear that too. I love it. It's my favorite line of stuff. But I'm thinking water and mud and all that, you may not enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, there was really only one mud hole on the whole course this weekend, so okay. – uh, wasn't wasn't a major deal. Uh, something to be scared of, I guess. Wouldn't say. Sure. So yeah, wasn't too worried about it. Okay. All right. Let's talk some Supercross. Uh, Coop made up one point. Neither him nor Tomac made Tomac made the podium in Georgia. That was super weird. Um, I got and tell me, you know, Zacho, your thoughts on this. But like to me, Denver and Salt Lake, for obvious reasons, favor Eli. So we have Nashville and New York. Like Webb's got to get this thing to to two or three points. I think. Uh, what, what, where do you stand with this uh, title fight? Yeah, I was actually having this conversation with Joey yesterday, and, and I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, those last two definitely favor Eli, both at altitude, both hard-packed tracks, you know, just kind of all the things for him. So um, it's time for Coop to make hay, and I think that's probably why he was so frustrated with his ride over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli didn't get a great start, and Coop still didn't manage to, to really go to the front, you know, um, and, and that could have been – so what is it, eight points to fifth, ten yeah. points to fifth? It's, it's a lot, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I was probably frustrated with himself. And uh, I agree. I think uh, he's got to make it happen here. This weekend definitely favors him. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be soft and ruddy, and you can get really low in those berms and stuff. So I think it favors him. Also, Eli, you know, had a bad race there a couple of years ago. I think he's well past all that now, but mm-hmm. still it's in the back of your mind, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's always got to be lingering there for sure. What do you make of Coop's change to the 48th uh, WP stuff? What uh, I don't know if that's something that you ever thought of or tried. AP ran it last year outdoors. Uh, this is something he's wanted to do all year, and they let him do it. He was on the Pulp Show Monday saying, like, it's not a great test yet because of that dirt and everything, but but he still liked what he felt. Yeah, I think overall that chassis is pretty rigid. Like, um, just from my experience riding it last year uh, in full stock trim, basically, um, I ran the 48th, and I already thought it was quite rigid just with the complete stock air setting, you know? So, to me, putting bigger forks on it makes it more rigid, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes you can get by with that, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously there's something there. Coop's, in my opinion, one of the best testers out there. Um, Knows what he's looking for, knows what he wants. So, um there, there's merit to it if he's if he's doing it. Right. Okay. So, yeah, it's funny because you think steel frame, you think super flexy, you think you see that big axle and fifty twos on there, and you're like, well, it's obviously needed because of steel frame. But you're saying that frame is not real flexy. 
to me, it's it's yeah. more stiff than than uh, prior years' yep. frames. So, um, yeah, I I think it's more more stiff than definitely than the old older uh, mm-hmm. chassis that I rode. You rode factory Husqvarna for a long time. You rode uh, basically a factory Honda, the Geico team. You know, you've been around a block a few time or two. Why the pushback from the teams on? making sort of radical changes. Uh, and you can think about Roxon going from KYB to Showa, Coop wanting to do these 48s, uh, Honda and Kenny, they probably put they put some clamps on there, but that was a huge deal. Um, the teams, and I can think of some of my own examples uh, at Yamaha over the years. I don't get that, though. Like, these teams, I get it. There's some political hoops to jump through. I understand all that. But ultimately, a happy rider is a good rider, and also one that doesn't have an excuse if things go wrong. So why why do these teams kind of sort of fight that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, just some politics stuff. I think more than anything, um, everybody has their their own ideas and their own um, you know thoughts on how things should be and where it should be and what it should be. So I think just a lot of a lot of factors and. Um, just not a lot of versatility within. I think, you know, there's a lot of material ordered at the beginning of the season for mm-hmm. those bikes and the direction they're going, like all that stuff's decided in October, November, you know? Yeah. So yep. I think it, it's a little bit harder to like, you know, it's not like people are like, why don't they just go get some off a stock bike and put some coating on them and go race? You know, like yeah. that's just not quite the way that the pecking order goes. So I, I get it from both sides, like from the rider side and also from the, the other side, but, um, it it would be frustrating as a fan looking from the outside, like when when people are like, well, why don't they just go and do that? You know, yeah. um, I get that side of it too. So um, there's a lot more factors than what people realize. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, you saw Kenny's dad's interview, right? Uh, where he just sort of ruined Honda, and and Honda's. I don't. Did you see that? I didn't see okay. it, but I you, you heard imagine. about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but the thing was, was Honda's was like, hey, Kenny, this BFRC shock. We are testing it, and you don't like it. We just want to tell you that we have to order these. They're super expensive. We're not going to have enough. If you want to change to this during the year, you cannot change this during the year because we don't have enough money to, to buy the, the spare ones, and there's not enough material, and there's not all of these things. And then, But Chase wanted it. And then Kenny went to them and said, I need that shock. And they said, dude, sorry. We told you this would happen, and we can't give it you one. We don't have enough. We can't order them. Blah, blah, blah. And then now you can see where Roxon's pissed, but that's another side yeah, of things. But but it was also you know it was offered in the beginning, so it's yep. just yep. it's one of those things. It's just not so easy to do. It's not just fire from the hip and there you go. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's the world we live in, I guess. Uh, your old teammate Jason Anderson. I wanted to ask you about this specifically. Obviously, uh, past Supercross champion, he had a great year last year. Some of those wins at the end of the year were Eli being out with a knee injury, but. I feel like Jason would have got second anyways. He was that good. But he hasn't won this year. Pulled off this weekend, you know, had a had a trying uh, night with a, a delivery for his first kid and all that. I understand all that. I don't think he's going to grab a win this year. And I got a feeling that Cowie's frustrated a little bit at that. What's your take on his season? Um, man, I don't know. Um, I, I really thought Jason was going to be – one of those guys this year, right? Like I thought yep. he was going to be one of the front guys, especially last year, first year on Cali. Like that's a big change, and he was already, uh, you know, in the hunt in the ballpark, winning, like you said, seven races in the end. Um, so for me, I thought this year, okay, Jason's 
you know, he's won a championship before. Mm-hmm. He can definitely do this. Like, there's no reason um, that he can't go out there and, and, and battle for this title. Um, but, yeah, it actually has yeah. not gone that way at all. So I've been extremely surprised by just the results. And, um, you know, obviously a couple of things, like, with – with the the thing with Barsha and all that and getting on probation, like that's that sucks. Like that's mm-hmm. not fun. Yeah, you've been there. Um, you've been there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a hard way to race. I actually had a conversation with the AMA guy about like, hey, like this, you know, this rule really sucks. Like there's there's got to be a better way to uh, do it than putting someone on probation. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, to me, um, Jason um, has gotten himself in in a situation this year and just. Not even like bad decisions, you wouldn't say, but just just race decisions and and race luck. Like he's been down in the first turn a bunch, and um, yeah, not not the mm-hmm. season he wanted by any means, I don't think, and um, not the season I really hoped for him to have. Like yep. I thought that maybe that he would be back to that level this year. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, okay, so obviously, you know, you and I both think that either Tomac or Webb wins this thing. Um, I think the the odds favor Tomac, and then Webb slightly behind that, and all of that. But something we talked about, too, is, like, there's a less than 20% chance or ten whatever percent you want to put on it, say less than 10, or that Sexton wins out. If he wins out, he's going to win this title, I think, which would be amazing and a comeback that we'll talk about for years. That would normally be, like, if it was anybody else, you'd say that's not going to happen. But literally, Zach, he's beat everybody he's the fastest guy he makes mistakes and then he pulls back away like if anyone can go on a run here at four in a row it's sexton right yeah i'm i'm with that um i don't think we've seen a guy who's like clearly head and shoulders above Mm -hmm. the rest that much better in a long long time and for you know to say coop's gonna win out or eli even's gonna win out doesn't sound nearly as inviting as chase winning out because i mean really he has no pressure um, just going for race wins, right? And the rest is going to unfold behind him. But, yeah. I mean, looking back, that one in Seattle, you know, if he had that eight points or whatever it was back, seven. then things yeah, seven. are really, yep. yeah, then then things are really tight. Or um, the the flag deal or the lights deal. In, oh, I'm uh, sorry, that yeah, Detroit. Detroit. That was Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Yep. But I'm saying if he had the win back yes. that he, you know, just literally threw away in, in Seattle, then – Either of those incidents, if it was not both of them, if it was just one of them, he's right in the thick of it, you know. So um, where he's at, though, I, I don't hate his position. I mean, yeah. he's just got to win, right? So yeah. that's pretty straightforward, pretty easy. Got to get starts and win races. So, um, And like think, you said, he's clearly got these guys covered. He's clearly yeah. got them covered. So, Yeah, I mean, on speed, like I said, I don't think there's been anyone at that level uh that much better than everyone in a long, long time. Since Ferry, really, since Tim Ferry days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, if he goes to KTM next year, which is the rumor, and I believe it's going to happen, do you think some of his front-end issues will go away? Do you put some of this on Honda and the, the motorcycle and the aluminum frame and everything else? Um, Man, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I see him ride a lot during the week. Mm-hmm. Um with like way less of those issues so to me maybe maybe not i don't know um i think his bike is really good in my opinion but it's what he thinks of his bike you know i don't i don't know i honestly don't know if he thinks it's the bike or if he thinks it's himself or whatever but um 
I, I don't think it's all the bike or all Chase e- either yeah, way. Yeah, I'm know, with I you on that. Yep, yep. 100% this or 100% that. I think there's a combination, you know, uh, to me. And, and I've told him this. I'm like, look, when you're when you're riding and you're out front and you're engaged, it's easy. It looks easy. But the mistakes happen at every time. Like when you've got a little gap and you're trying to manage and it's quite easy, then, boom, it happens, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, I don't. You know, I just think he he almost needs to ride slower during practice. Like, go out during the week and do like do a fast lap, and then go like, okay, I'm going to go two seconds a lap faster, slower than that yeah. for this whole moto, and just feel what your bike feels like. You know, he's so fast and he's so good that he rides at that level all the time, yeah. and it's easy for him. But at the same time, I think he it's almost like that's much easier for him. You know, he would be better off to go and annihilate guys by. 30 seconds in a main event, which I actually don't think is, is un Yeah, like he, like he like, could do it. Not, right. not possible. <laughs> right. You know, he, at Oakland, I think he crashed maybe 10 minutes in, 12 minutes in with an eight-second lead, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah. you just keep hammering, that's going to open pretty big. So, um, But then, you know, then you're that guy who's throwing away wins, who's trying to win by 20 seconds, even though you're not. You but, know? So but yeah, but it's, it's easier to him to, to ride wide open like that. Yeah, I yeah. think that, yeah. that in his in his situation, he's just so fast. It's easier for him to just crush, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that, like I said, to answer your question, I don't think that it's 100% bike or 100% chase. Yeah. Maybe it's a a combo of of the both. What 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 do you think uh, percent wise that he can go on a, a four in a row, which would make it five in a row? Is it 10%, Zacho? Well, you know? I don't know if he can go on a five in a row, but I think his Championship chances, regardless of that, are better than twenty percent. In okay. my opinion, yeah, all right. Uh, I think you know, at this point with the races that we have left, I would say it's like sixty, not sixty, maybe fifty. Eli thirty chase twenty coupe. Like, yeah, that's yeah. How, kind of how I feel about it with the you know the rounds we have coming up, mm-hmm. um, all the factors included. I think that Chase has just as good a chance as Coupe at this point. Yeah. Uh, Coop getting two wins and he has, doesn't have any laps led, twenty one laps led or whatever, and he's right here in this thing. It's it's he's back he's backing into it a little bit uh, with great consistency and great speed, of course. But he doesn't have the ability so far to beat these dudes just straight up. He's gonna have to. Yeah, well, I mean, him. you yeah. can never count Coop out as a racer. No, like his tenacity no. and and his racecraft is the one of the best ever, in my opinion. Um, just awareness and knowing where people are on the track, etc. But you know, in his other championship years, he was on the pace, you know, in the main events. But this year, he just hasn't really had that pace in qualifying, which he's historically not great in qualifying. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, but, like, he's just not quite on the pace. You know, he's clearly the third fastest guy on the track. Um, but still, you know, it doesn't matter. He's he's about to be down to the wire for this championship so yeah um speed only takes you so far you know would you have any problem being the third fastest guy on the track but winning a four for the supercross title would you have any issues with that zach no (laughs) no i just take that right onto the bank yeah exactly uh let's get some phone calls here zach osborne from the uh uh, fly racing family uh randy hawkins what's the title of that team ampro ampro that's it ampro yamaha team uh your teammate with you were teammate with mr side one week he was yeah, there. well, yeah. I wasn't racing right, yet, but, but yeah, yes. he was there. He was there. Uh, Barsha question on three from Joel. Joel, what's your Justin Barsha question? Hey, um, well, 
first, I just want to say what a treat to talk to Zach. I, I watched him clear from day one when Pingree was running his mouth there at Bud's Creek to even at the end, and you go in woods racing now. So the, the industry loves you, Zach. Everybody appreciates yeah. you as a person almost as much as we appreciate you as a racer. But um, the Barsha, Steve, I was going to say, man, you, you pointed it out, so I was watching it the other day quite a bit more because I think there's more TV time. But, man, does he have some cool lines out there that – that are just, I don't know if it's because the bike is reacting so crazy when he's on it because he's always revving, but uh, that was really neat that you pointed out, and thank you for that. We've been watching him, and he's sure exciting. But uh, um, the real point I wanted to, and I was hoping JT, I thought he'd be, he'd think it's a little bit funnier just with the jokes you guys have with Benny Bloss. Um, the end of the first 450 heat race, possibly the tallest three-way battle for fourth place in the history of the sport between Adam Ciancerello, Benny Bloss, and Dean Wilson. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Adam, we we, used, we always think of Adam as this kid, but he he's a full-grown adult man, taller than me now. Oh, he's a beast. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's not that's not a bad that's not a bad thing. We 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 did a re-raceables with Pre- Travis Preston um the other day and, and we talked about how tall he was on a 125 and making it work and and uh yeah I, Zacho, you you're on the other end of the spectrum um yeah and i and i think uh well let's go to barsha for a second uh he's going to resign Zacho, and he's had a good year i went back in my column this week and looked at his other years he's had more wins and been fourth a few times in the points so i don't know if this is his best year ever Zacho, but he certainly is uh is really good to watch yeah, he is, and I think that that just kind of comes from comfort on the bike. Um, you know, having been a little bit on the inside the last couple of years, I know he's, he's been kind of chasing it, and I think that throughout history, if you look back, like when he's comfortable, he's pretty freaking good, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's a top-level, top-five, top-tier 450 guy. Um, so to me, I think it's a little bit surprising to me just because he's later in his career. This was supposed to be his last year. He was going to retire, and move on he's got a kid now but i think mm-hmm. he's just kind of refired up you know and um when you find that and you find a team that's working for you and a bike that's clicking for you like it's pretty easy to to get out there and do what you you know what you're capable of yeah i um i think it's funny too too i we he's he said in the press conference that he's been like clean for 13 races or something so. <laughs> yeah that yeah. was hilarious yeah it's great uh thanks for the call joel appreciate it thank you all right thanks, thanks. for everything you guys uh, thanks, Joel. Hey, uh, also, Zacho, I brought this up in my column a while ago. He, Barsha's sneaky fit. He is really a fit guy for a long time now. Yeah, I think he's cycling obsessed like the rest of us, right? right. And um, I know he puts in, in the work, and there's no guy that's really, like, at the front of the 450 class who isn't really crazy about what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're they're fully all-in diet training everything so um i think he's one of the fitter guys out there yeah uh all right we got a roxon question on one uh is this kenny yeah yeah what's your question about kenny or kenny about kenny yeah yeah i remember uh a while back you had mentioned that you were getting pains and stuff when you were a mechanic and then you you equated that to being stressed out yeah and um my question is is we haven't heard roxon's sickness or illness come up this year and he's going a little deeper into the season looking good do you think being at honda maybe not gelling with the bike or the pressure of 
being at Honda, you think that played a factor in him feeling sick or any of that? It's a great point, man, because he's not a – maybe he went into this year like he's got a late start with Hep Suzuki and maybe he's like, I'm not a championship contender. I'm just going to have fun. He's been talked about having fun and stress does weird things to your body. Zacho knows that too. But, Zach, it's not a crazy theory that Kenny has here. No, I don't think it's crazy at all. I mean, um, like we were talking about with Chase, like maybe it's not all one thing or all another, but just some part of it is uh, is playing a role. So um, to me, like, you know, at the top, like you're not even looking for 1%. People are like, oh, if you can just be 1% better every day, like that's not even remotely realistic, right, uh, when you're at the knife edge mm-hmm. of a 450, you know, qualifying session or main event. There, if somebody could – give you one percent you'd be like yeah sign me up it's it's more like (laughs) uh you're searching for 0.001 of a percent every day or um just trying to be a little bit better tiny bit better half a percent better so to me if you know he's he's half a percent better because he's less stressed and um his body can recover better um i know he changed some things with his diet this year i believe and um i think he's he's on the right track so Mm -hmm. yeah i think a combination of a lot of things kind of can you know, come together at the right time, and I think that's a little bit of what he's got going on. Uh, thanks, thanks for the call, Kenny. Appreciate it. Uh, actually, cool. Kenny, do you want the patrol fly vest, off-road gear, or the hundred percent pair of goggles? Uh, I'll take the goggles. All right, stay on hold. All right, we'll get it to you. Thanks for calling, man. I appreciate Please. it. Fly, fly racing Moto Sixty show. Uh, thanks to the folks at Hundred Percent. By the way, Pulp Thirty is the code to save at Hundred Percent. As a San Diego-based company, the Hundred Percent brand has always been synonymous with American Moto. Uh, downhill mountain biking, BMX tracks, the street bike racing stuff that Zacho likes, MLB, snowboarding. Pulp 30 is the code to save with 100%, uh, 100%.com. How much effort do you give? Use that code and save with those guys. We give away the goggles. Super stoked on that. Thank you to those guys. Uh, we got David with a GNCC question for Zacho. What's up, David? What's your question for Zacho for GNCC? Hey, thanks for taking my call today. Yeah. First off, Zacho, it's, it's great to talk to you, and uh, I really admire your tenacity, how you – basically re- reborn your career, you know, when you went to Europe and when you came back riding on the Steve Dixon bike here, being on the podium, I, I just, I just, I really admire your tenacity. Thank you. So, uh, my, I guess my question is, is, uh, I know you rode ISD and some other things, but do you find yourself preparing as far as like your gear, uh, your choices of gear or how you prepare your gear? Do you find any differences with the GNCC compared to like your motocross career? Um, yeah. So this, I feel like I'm a little bit more comfort geared now. Uh, whereas you feel like <laughs> yeah. everything's super tight and, uh, as rigid as possible. Um, now I like a little bit more flex and, um, I'm wearing CD boots now. So those are a little bit softer, um, than what I'm used to. And, um, yeah, it's more like a relaxed fit program, I would say. Do you wear the CD boot with like the uh, like the uh, hiking boot tread, or do you wear a motocross tread? Um, no, I actually run the. I think it's like the. Uh, oh, I don't know the name of it. That's really bad. Uh, the STS three, I want to say, uh, with the replaceable sole. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Zacho, I'm also a CD uh, mountain bike shoe athlete, so we have that in common. Right. Yeah. So. I wish I had some CD mountain bike shoes, actually. Oh, we need to get you some. Uh, yeah, I need to. Let's call Bill. Let's call Bill. Uh, all right. Thanks, David. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, thank, 
Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. I almost brought up the tent in Russia story, Zacho, just about, but uh, in Turkey or Russia or whatever. Russia. Okay. Russia. All right. Uh, Zacho, so you've been, this is a showdown this weekend in 250 class, and uh, th- you're a great guy to ask this because you've been in the position of being a points leader going for the championship at a showdown, right? And not want, and not wanting to take any chaos and have any chaos and just get out of there alive with a points lead or whatever. And then you've been a guy that's, you know, and sometimes completely out of the championship and it's a showdown and you just want to, you know, kick everyone's ass and show everybody that you're the best 250 supercross rider in the, uh, in the country. So with that in mind, I, I think we'll see the Lawrences maybe, I mean, look, they're, they got the most speed. They're, they're, you can pick a flip a coin on which one's going to win, but I don't think either one wins. Zacho, I think they're going to look at the long big picture here, and we see a, a, an R.J. Hampshire or a Jordan Smith or maybe Hayden Deegan. Somebody else runs off with this thing. What do you think of that? Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, disagree with that idea. I mean, as a points leader, um, having done it both ways, the Vegas shootout, I think it's you know to be expected. Like it's been historically the same. But those mid-season ones suck, um, <laughs> like like this. Like you, you know, you're just trying to get through the races and hold your points lead and all that. I think uh, the the one that sticks out in my mind was Indy in '18. Uh, I think I got like eighth place or something for no apparent reason other than <laughs> got a bad start and just couldn't get through guys. And, yeah. Um, you're like, dang it, why are we even doing this? Like, you know, that should have been an easy fourth or third or whatever. Um, so I like, you know, I like the midseason shakeup. Um, as far as throwing a, throwing an east west in there, um, from my perspective now, but like as a rider, I hated it. Yeah, I would. Uh, it, it sucked. I mean, these Jet and Hunter both have you know huge leads, twenty five, thirty points, whatever it is. Um, but I also, I can totally see somebody like RJ pulling off a win. Um, just those guys battling it out, or, mm-hmm. or even going and you know getting a mediocre start and going into protect mode. So. Um, yeah, I think that's super possible. Um, Thrasher would have been a good guy had he not gotten injured. Um, you just you never know. It's it's uh, when those two coasts come together, everybody wants to be the best coast, yeah. right? Like, they, oh yeah, I got you know third on the East Coast and it was way better than the West Coast, whatever. <laughs> but so I think some some emotions come in and um, definitely could see a big shakeup. Yeah, so I'm get so like you knowing you like I do, you and you were in the title chase. You hated these, yeah. You just ah, uh, yeah. It, when it, well, they didn't start doing it until eighteen, I okay. think. Right, that All was right. the first year. I don't know. And yeah. I, I saw the schedule, and I'm like, this, that, that right there, that's dumb. That's stupid. I, I wish they wouldn't do that, but yeah, had to do it anyway. So yeah, yeah, really, right. Uh, that was the way it is. Uh, Zach Osborne here on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Yeah, Hunter can clinch this weekend. Um, look, he's been riding great. I get it, uh, but don't. Don't give me this compared to Jet Lawrence stuff, which is the Supercross TV ran that that, that stat this weekend. Uh, they cherry picked from 2022 on. Uh, Jet's younger. Jet started winning immediately. Hunter had two injury filled years. Uh, Hunter's great. He's riding amazing. But uh, uh, give me Jet Lawrence all day long, uh, Zach. Yeah, I'm on that bandwagon. Um, in my mind, there's not not really. It's not even a fair comparison. Um, it's not. It shouldn't even really be compared. I mean. If it were anyone else, they wouldn't be comparing it. You know, it's just the fact that they're brothers that um, that kind of sets the tone for that. So it's not a fair comparison. Um, they're both great riders in their own right. Uh, you know, Hunter's seen a lot more action in his day than Jet has. So um, I, I think that yeah. Jet, can, you know, of course, is going to be a little bit more 
for a little bit further along than Hunter is at you know at that age mark. So um, to me, they're both awesome, uh, great yeah. riders. But I also like you know having seen Jet quite a bit during the week last year. Mm-hmm. I think what Jet shows on the weekend is pretty. Um, pretty low percentage of what he's right. capable of. So to I me, mean, he's just out there winning races. You know, he's not even really challenging himself or or really pushing the limit. Which why does he need to? Right. I, I fully thought he would move up this year. I don't like the fact he stayed down, uh, but it is what it is, and and he'll get another bunch of money and bunch of title, another title. But you look at what he did at 450 Motor Cost Nations. You're just like that's yeah. special. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested to see like you know when he goes up for outdoors like. Elon Chase, obviously, last year that that battle was clear and head and shoulders above the rest. Like there was those guys, and then the rest were racing for third. You know, mm-hmm. pretty much in my mind, uh, I'm interested to see if he's racing for third or he's racing with those guys. Right. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting. Before we let you go, Zacho, uh, we'll bring in uh, our next guest, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on, boys? Do you have any GNCC questions for Zacho at all before we let him go? Do you have any 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 off road life updates you would like from Zach Osborne? Was it the first race as fun as you thought it would be? Uh, I had a good time. It, it was not the result I was looking for, but I did have a good time. Um, I, I find myself, like, kind of giddy about it a little bit, and I, I'm riding with, like, Ricky Russell, my teammate, and Leah, my teammate, and they're like, like, man, this part looks good. And they're like, ah, it normally does this, this, and this, and it sucks, you know? And I'm like, dang it, like, mm-hmm. why, why am I like But, um, you know, they're a little bit jaded. They've seen it all. They've done it all. Probably like me at the end of my motocross tenure, yeah. like, um, I was just ready for for a change, you know. So, um, pretty pretty cool to be like at the races, excited about the tracks, and um, just ready to go racing. Do, do we do the e bike races on Saturday, Zach? Or no, we don't do that. No, bro. Okay. No, no, all right, no, no. Just checking. I don't know. Uh, no. All right, Zach. I got one more. Oh, I got go one ahead. More for him. Yep. Go ahead. What were you thinking about, like two and a half hours in? Um, I was kicking myself for some some pre race decisions I made on my diet and. Um, <laughs> it was like ready for it to end and um, be um, the next race. <laughs> Another try. I wanted a, I wanted a reset button. Well, listen. Once you're on Blue Crew now, life is great. It's Blue Crew. I, I know. Um, I love my. I do love my bike. Honestly. Uh, who? All right, Zacho. Last question. Who wins this weekend? Both classes. Give, give us your winners. Um, I'm going 23 in the 450 class mm-hmm. and 24 in the 250 class. All right. Fair enough. Thanks for the time, man. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Zacho. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, guys. See you later. See you later. That's uh, Zach Osborne, everybody, from the Ampro Yamaha team. Thank you to the folks at Plum Creek Funding. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2023, you're a first-time buyer or investor, you've got a vacation home like Anton, uh, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. Already own a home, you're looking to pull cash out. Contact the professional with over 25 years of experience. Now they can do 12 different states as well. So reach out to Zach today, uh, Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com. And uh, check out Zach. He's done a lot of things in the industry for a lot of people and, and worked really well, including myself. So thank you to Zach. And thank you to um, Get, Maxis, Decal Works, Vertex, 100%, and Fly Racing. Uh, from Swap Moto Live, it's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on? You're going to have to drop me a pin where my vacation home is because I have no vacation Oh, time. I'm sure you do. The swap moto money is big. And you live in the Midwest where houses are 50 grand, so you're fine. That's true. If uh, you want to live in the shadow of a steel mill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or where all those chemicals were dumped that you told me that one time. There's yeah, some... <laughs> and next to the steel mill. Oh, is that where it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, big Missouri uh, issue going on there years ago. Okay. Uh, let's, talk, uh, let's talk New York a little bit. Always a cool race. Glad it's back on the schedule for sure. Um, I'll touch on some of the things I did with Zach. But first of all, 
if Ken Roxon doesn't win another race, and he probably won't, let's face it, there's four left and the title guys are heating up. Has this been a successful season for, for Kenny? Has this, has this worked out? Uh, you know, is, is, are, is Hep's gamble and Kenny's gamble and everything been, uh, been working out? 100%. Yeah. Yep. I think okay. especially if you compare it to Ken's past years, the amount of uh, expectation, the amount of pressure and preparation that went into all of those, and you look at some of the outcomes of them, um, you know, just for whatever reason, the fact that he's this far along, he's healthy, and he looks like he's really trending upwards as we go into the summer months where he could be a factor. You know, he's riding a bike that he won a national championship similar to, you know, same model yeah. and everything. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, I think we were all pretty genuinely concerned, like, what does he look like at round 8, 10, 12? Mm -hmm. yep. He looks really, really good. So, yeah, this has been really good for all of those guys. And I think that they now, especially after Dustin's been building for so long and wanting to take the next steps, it's hard to take the next step and, and let everybody know how serious you are when you don't have an anchor like Ken is. Ken is going to be the anchor around that team for some time. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised he's doing nationals over World Supercross. What about you? Yeah, I'm shocked, honestly. <laughs> right. Nationals are hard work. He, he's got not, nothing to prove over there. You know, so yeah, but I guess it is what it is. Um, all right, this this yeah week, yeah go ahead yeah I, I can't I I mean honestly you would think that for everything that they would want him to come back down and, and do everything like that I mean how do you not have the number one that's there but mm -hmm. you know we'll see what happens in these next few weeks because there's still some time to decide the fact that he wouldn't be at the German round when it seems like it's tailor made for him like yeah pretty surprising but everything else you know we'll yeah. see what happens staying on the world supercross bend i i hear whispers of webb committing which he came on our show and said motocross is, is his thing uh blah 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 i was like why are you gonna do motocross you already qualify for smx like just hang out all summer because he you know he has an option to not do it he said he's doing it um well what do you hear do you hear the same stuff not really um i heard it from you but it makes sense you know and i even listened to that interview and i just liked his tone of just like typical cooper laughing yeah. it off yeah. so that probably reveals that there's more to it uh but like some other people have pointed out it wouldn't be a big surprise he went down and did that race uh when james was unable to mm -hmm. and really solidified a relationship with adam bailey and everybody down there and they're going to need a big guy to you know carry on through the season and i mean how do you top who could be the potential Supercross champion in the matter of a month? You Dude, know? they, they listen, no, nothing against Joey and, and, and Chiz and those guys. They're great dudes, but those dudes need somebody. Yeah, they need star They power need somebody. Sure. Honestly, right. I, and I go, I think I said this on your show a couple months ago. When Eli was only doing Supercross, I was like, well, he's going to do World Supercross then. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes perfect sense. The, like, he went to the first race, saw what it would be like. God knows everybody around the world would want to go see him, especially mm -hmm. if it's this, like, Cinderella farewell tour. Um, so I was really surprised that he was going to do the full nationals as yeah. a result of that. Yeah. Um, I kind of – I wasn't in Atlanta. I asked around. I sent out a text that never got replied to, trying to dig around about Eli's race. He did start poorly. The track was tough to make up time. I get it. I read the press release. I had to laugh at his comment. It was very to the point in the press release. Who knows if he even really said that. Anything you hear about Tomax Atlanta and the subpar for him showing? Um, you know, that track was like, I would say, quite a bit slicker than what you think it would be. It was maybe even a little bit how Tampa was, where it was like, hey, it looks really nice and like there's a ton of traction, and there was. But in other certain spots, it's still that really, really slick, deceiving clay. 
maybe that could be a factor. Like it wasn't, you know, the most comfortable setup for them to push on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he did debrief with the team like immediately after. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie from Yamaha came into the media scrum and she's like, yeah, he's not coming. And we're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <we figured>. yeah. <laughs> um, but he was pretty frustrated by that one. You could tell yep. it was a great race. I mean, it, that was an unbelievable race. And I think had they not gotten caught up on Jason for as long or had to worry about each other, they could have went forward. It's not like they completely got their doors blown off. They just got so caught up with each other, and I think that that was frustrating because they just stopped going forward. Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like, and it seemed like Tomac was going to get around Coop, and props to Coop for, you know, holding him back uh, uh, and pulling away a little bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. weird, weird race for sure uh, uh, for both of those guys in a, in a ways. Yeah, for I mean, they had the pace to kind of. I looked at a bunch of photos from this weekend uh, again, and they had them in sight for a while, but you can mm-hmm. tell that like once. You know, Chase, Ken, and Justin were just like, yes, this is our battle. And then Eli and Cooper were determining, okay, this is our battle now. Okay. That's where the two things split. Both guys had parts of the track that they were much better on. Cooper was good on one whole half of the track, the uh, side towards the first turn of the speedway. Eli seemed much better on the other side where the whoop sections and stuff were. Uh-huh. So it was cool to see them yo-yo back and forth, like where they would make up ground or not. But it really did come down to the last two laps there. All right, let's. Oh, I, and again, I thought AP was going to get Tomac too. He caught. I did too, too, and I yeah. think that even the AP situation made Eli attack a little bit in that last five minutes because I was pretty much only watching that battle, mm-hmm. and you could see when Aaron creeps into the picture that Eli's intensity seemed to whip up a bit, and so did Cooper's too. But then as they got through traffic, like Cartwright and Harlan and some other people, it it interrupted the flow again. All right, let's get some phone calls. Evan wants to talk about Cooper Webb. What's up, Evan? How are you, man? Yo, what's going on? Uh, just curious. I heard, I don't know if it was on your show or a different show, but why did Cooper Webb have to kick and scream to get 48s on his bike? Well, yeah, that's a great question. I kind of talked to Osborne about that, right, the political uh, thing of that. Um, it's something that he's wanted to try. I don't know why it took so long. You never quite know. You don't know how the parts situation is or everything else. But what do you know, Anton? You, did you hear anything? any rumblings of that? No, but from what I noticed, I mean, the the clamps were just a polished silver, you know. I you would, I mean, that's as you know, as a factory mechanic, that's one part that has to change, but then how much other stuff just connected to the front end has to change. Your bearings, your triple clamps, your axles, stuff like that. How much then does change that they would have to worry about, too? Yeah, it depends. I don't know if you could put a – like, I don't know if they put the big axle, oversized front axle, on the uh, on the, on the lugs. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you would just change the lugs out. But then, yeah, it changes everything. It, the, the clamp rigidity, the lugs, the axle size, all of that changes, um, you know, throughout the uh, throughout the thing. So, but, yeah, to your point, uh, Evan, I don't know. Sometimes these things are weird, right? Yeah, you'd think KTM would want to give him whatever makes him comfortable. You, you would. And AP ran him outdoors last year, so there is some, you know, history of that setup, per se. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's, uh, it's a question that uh, I don't think Webb wants to touch right now. So Fair enough. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate cool, it. Thank you. Uh, we got uh, you know, oh, Go ahead. Matheson, to talk about you know, your favorite sport, MotoGP, to see KTM's development in that regard, too, it would th- you would think that maybe switching something like the front fork wouldn't be that, that crazy, but they have to have a reason for what they're doing, you know, and then I'm sure – like to what Zacho alluded to, it's got to be such an uphill battle within the company of KTM. You know, this yeah. is going to go all yeah. the way back to Austria to be a decision. Oh, it's yeah. not just Roger and Ian. No, for sure. No, absolutely not. Uh, Jonah's on one. What's up, Jonah? What's your question? 
Hey, I was curious if a Chase does somehow manage to string the rest of these races together for the year. Uh, what is the biggest points deficit somebody has come back to win the championship? Um, great question. Uh, Stanton in 92 was down. Uh, Stanton in 90 and 92 was down at least 20, I believe. But it depends on how many races are left, right? Like, you just mean the biggest deficit from the start. Carmichael was down 24 after Anaheim won when Villeman won and he got last. Um, you know what I mean? So there is that. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and that's when he crashed out, right? But then he had 16 races to make it up. Um, so there's a lot of different variables in there. And then, like I said, Stanton came back from, I believe, 20, at least 20 down in 90 to chicken to win. And in 92, he had to have been, I bet you, he, he only won two races in 92. I bet you he was probably down 20 at least then, too. So, and that's not even to mention the ones that we can't think of off the top of our heads, Jonah. But I would think, like, yeah, Sexton. So Sexton was down 24, right? At yep. one point. So it's up there, I bet, if, if Chase can do this. Yeah. And then uh, while you're on the subject of AP, where do you think he lands next year? I heard you guys were talking about him moving around, but I can't really remember. So I was curious. Uh, well, let's ask Anton. Yeah, Anton. Uh, there, at one point, there was a there was an AP gets demoted, quote unquote, to Gas Gas rumor, but I don't think that's happening. So uh, I've said for a while, Anton, that I just think everything depends on on Eli and what he's doing. But what do you know? Yeah, I would say the same. I had heard the same AP to Gas Gas deal, especially because they want to take that team up a level. Um, I, I think it's going to depend if Cooper's at KTM next year. Because if Cooper's there, then that could set the pace for, you know, what's Aaron's spot going to be? Because they're going to need somebody. You know, yeah. I mean, they have Chase, but then they're going to need a, a second guy to them. Cause, <laughs> but but if- then to, to make this thing also kind of interesting, too, what does Ferrandis do? And I know they've had their eye on Ferrandis for a while, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I could see three there, right? Sexton, Webb. And AP or Sexton, AP, and Ferrandis, and then Coop goes to Star. Or like, like I could definitely see three big guys at KTM next year, Anton. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Even if it's yeah. just a one-year deal for mm-hmm. AP, which, like, he's deserving of a two-year deal, but, you know, we'll see what they do. They already have re-signed quite a few guys through the KTM group right now. You know, the Barsha thing's done. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Malcolm's staying. RJ's going to stay, like, all that stuff is getting worked out. So those, yeah. like, oh, my God, this guy's coming up. All those details have been worked out. But it is a main player like what does Chase, Cooper, and then AP do as a result on the big team. So I had heard about Mookie staying, getting an offer and liking it and probably going to work out a while ago. And then I got pushback maybe like two weeks ago from some of the industry that said, no, I don't think so, man. But what you, you say, do you think he does? Yeah, I think he stays. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cause, that's uh, from what I've heard he stays. Right, yeah. and you guys are, look, Swap Moto and Mookie. I mean, that's a tight. That's our guy, come that's, on. Yeah, exactly. It's like me asking you about what A-Ray's going to do. I mean, you know. Yeah, right. Um, I, A-Ray don't know what he's going to do, though. <laughs> uh, Jonah, do you want a Fly Racing Patrol uh, vest? Oh, sure. All right, thanks for calling, man. Stay on the line. I appreciate it, guys. No problem. Thank you. Good questions. Uh, thank you to Vertex as well. Provides the highest quality aftermarket replacement and performance kits for the power sports industry, including complete engine rebuild kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more. And they're manufactured in Italy. The cast and forged pistons from Vertex are the premier choice for power and performance. They also make um, personal watercrafts stuff, snowmobiles, UTVs, ATVs, all of that. Thank you to Vertex Pistons for coming on the show. And thank you to folks at Get as well. Uh, Truman and the boys over at Get doing great things. The Honda team running the data loggers and the ECUs and the um, uh, the switches uh, as well. And the two-stroke KTM EFI bikes uh, are hugely uh, uh, 
big ga- huge big gains with the get ECU. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, Michael Antonovich, uh, or actually on a two-stroke, it's called a CDI, I think, and not an ECU. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, CDI, Swap, Mo- Swap Moto Lives, Michael Antonovich on the on the line. So we talked about this with Zacco a little bit. I can totally see um, a weirdo winner of the 250 showdown. Like, obviously the Lawrence is our favorite, but I can totally see someone else pulling this thing off. Yeah, I could too. Um, I'm When it comes to the Lawrence's, I'm most excited to see how they get their way to the front of the pack because it's two completely different riding styles, you know? Like, one's a little bit more finesse, one's a little bit more aggressive. Um, and I want to see how everybody races them. Do they take it laying down, or do they want to show, like, hey, this is my chance to kind of stake my claim if I have a future in the class, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree that RJ could be really, really good there. Uh, it is a softer track in New York, and I don't know if you've looked at the weather, but starting around 8 o'clock on Saturday night, there's uh, higher chances of rain. Oh, I did not know this. No, I didn't have JT mm-hmm. on. He's my weather guy, so yeah. But this is, yeah, impor- so this, I- this is important for photographers like you. Oh, it's very important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This determines like how I pack my entire bag later tonight. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, you could definitely see like the look. The, the Lawrence is our favorite, and either one can win. I think flip a coin for that. But I just see them being in a little bit in title mode. But maybe Hunter gets a start and takes off. Whatever. Yeah, and I mean, I think for knowing how those guys are, especially wanting to just like make a stamp on what is their like defining moments in their 250 legacy even right now like Mm -hmm. jet's on his way out but last year when he won the title he didn't try to go out of his way to win that race in boston he just did what he needed to do and then i think hunter wants to show people like hey i yeah i'm really really good in this class but i want to get out like i don't want to have to deal with this next year i think that if he does pretty well on saturday he could make that case for getting bumped up next year maybe but um, yeah, JT's hinted at that. I didn't think that was going to happen, but I think JT's hinted at that because they're they're shopping around for gear. So that's what I would guess yeah. why JT kind of is is saying I, that. I could see this happening though for for sure though because it just seems like why wait? You know, as Hunter gets older, why wait around another year? It's not Jet who's so young into his career. Hunter's mm-hmm. well there, and if he already has a pipeline to a factory deal, why not just go ahead and do it if he's ready? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we got uh, one more call here. Gage is on four. Is this Gage? Yeah, it's Gage. What's up, man? What's your I question? Was, uh, oh, not too much, guys. Um, with New York coming up this weekend and um, given the the points battle that Tamak and, and Weber are in, uh, it made me think of uh, 2017 Marv and oh. Tamak and the incident that occurred. Uh, back then, and I just wanted to get get y'all's take, and I wanted to get Zacho's, but I'm I'm sure y'all have a good answer too. But um, do you think Roger has had you know any conversations this week to to Barsha or Plessinger as far as you know blocking or anything of of that sort? What do you think, Anton? This is this this uh, this when Marv moved over for Dunge, like it's 2023. And I still get people in my comments upset about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard, that's, It's one of those that I think that, like, because we just get so wrapped up in the next one, we forget about it. But, like, some people are very, very remembering of that. Um, I think it's too early. If it, we maybe get to Denver and Roger's like, okay, hey, maybe now we need to, like, if you see somebody, move. But I'll say this. I've been very, very surprised at how hard Justin has raced Cooper the last three weeks. He has not given him an inch in Arlington. He really was running him hard a couple other times uh, in Glendale. 
Uh, Seattle was another one. I, yeah, I don't think that he's just going to move over yet uh, because Justin has a lot on the line too. But maybe two races from now, revisit that question. Yeah. But I don't think it's anything like the Marvin situation again. That was just like, oh, my God. But, <laughs> hey, do you need to get out yeah, of the coming by in the mechanics area? Yeah, maybe move. But yeah. I don't know if they're there yet. Yeah. yeah. All right, Gage. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, Plum Creek Funding, Get, Maxis, Vertex, Decal Works 100%, all on board with us, Michael Antonovich as well. So similar to the Roxon question, uh, we don't know what's going to happen for the Final Four. Let's just assume Adam Cincerello gets top tens and doesn't win a race. Has this been a successful year for AC? Yeah, because he's in one piece. Like <laughs> okay, he did it, miss. It, he it did miss like, two races. He, yeah, he did miss two races, but like two races to be in one piece, and then again to be trending up. Like you just got to be happy for the guy, and especially with the the place that he's in as he goes into the next season. You know, we forget that. Like what was it three years ago? He was an outdoor contender, and not going to say that he is right now. But I mean, the speed's there. If he mm-hmm. can just keep building and building, no hiccups, no issues. Twenty twenty three as a whole could be really, really good at the end of the year. And you'll look back on Supercross and be like, yeah, that was pretty good. That was great. It wasn't a catastrophe because he didn't get set back for the whole second part of the year. You're buddies with him like I am, and uh, I think we're both uh, – we think highly of the kid, uh, the man, the dude. Uh, what do you make of sort of his zen attitude about things? Uh, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't want to win. I know he does, and I know he yearns for it. But I also get a sense of comfort of where he is as a top ten guy and – uh, I'm going to be top 10, and I'm going to you know, represent my sponsors well, and hey, maybe I'm not going to be an all-time great anymore. Mm. Or, yeah, wh- you know okay. what? I, like, I'll tell you this. I really uh, respect and admire Adam for the steps that he's taken to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 I don't think that we really will understand until Adam gets to be like, in his 30s and 40s to understand everything that he's been through from the time he was 12. So if a guy in his mid-20s is at this point and just taking like a, a moment to catch his breath and see where he's going to go on from there, that's great. If he's going to let go of like, I was supposed to be this and not carry that baggage mm-hmm. through his whole life, even better. Because that would be a very difficult thing for anyone, especially someone that's going to be in the spotlight forever through the sport the way Adam is going to be. Because he's not going anywhere. It's not like he's going to step off the bike and then disappear. He's going to be in this for good. Um but, you know, maybe when he does rebuild a little bit more and a little bit more, then that expectation could change. And then, you know, maybe he's not going to be like the Stu, UI, RV, RC thing that we always imagined, but he's going to be one of those guys where you're like, wow, what a career that that guy had. What a life he got to live. And, like, it's pretty remarkable in itself, too. If he's just got to take a beat now to figure that out, that's cool. I, I uh, respect him a lot for it. Do you agree with me, though, in a sense of that's where that, I... Like, he's a little... Yeah, yeah, that yeah. he's a little bit like, I need to see this through rather yep. than, like, ride the ragged edge, 100%. Yeah, like, I think he's just like, hey, man, I don't quite have it. Uh, I've been down a lot, and but I'm going to finish and well and, and try my hardest and, and go on to the next week. And, and you know, yeah. we have this attitude in our sport where it's like, oh, you're not on the bicycle 10 hours a day. You don't want it bad enough, blah, blah, blah. But we forget that... Literally everybody in the top ten are champions, indoors and out, in the small bike class, and not everyone can be champions in the big bike class because that is just not the way it works. So, yeah, I feel like Adam's just at that point where he's like, hey, man, this is what I'm doing. I'm making a good living being a top ten 450 guy. 
I think until he has like that sensation of crossing the finish line first and like setting off the pyrotechnics and stuff at a supercross, he'll probably feel a little unfulfilled. Okay. But I mean, yep. the way he's riding right now, I mean, cause who wouldn't, if you've thought about that whole thing, your entire life, like, of course you're going to imagine that. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think he's far off from that. I really don't. I think that, that it, he could still have that happen on any given night because there are so many other racers that we never thought would be in that position that have had that happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I think we also forget, like, uh, people say, oh, it's four, he has done nothing since he got into 450s. Well, like you said, he won a bunch of motos and nationals that summer against Zacco and mm-hmm. was right there, and he's, you know, podium 450 supercrosses a bunch. And, like, he has had 450 success. It hasn't been – as amazing as he, as he wanted it to be, but there's been 450 success there. Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, it's it's one of those deals where he'll have to get ten years down the line and be removed from it, mm-hmm. and then really take inventory of like, was this what I thought it would be or not? Because right, right now, like, it could all change again on Saturday, and who knows what could happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're you're right. We've seen some incredible sort of second half rebuilds and. See, you think a lot of racers, you know, uh, that have rebuilt themselves and gotten back to the top. It's happened a, a lot of times before. Uh, all right, last question uh, from Jared. Jared, what's your question, man? Hey, Steve. Yeah, I just had a question. You know how the um, MSGP series, they're doing these qualifyings that, yeah. and getting all these points for it. And like, Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. I've heard you rant about it. But how... Is that going to affect the motocross of nations? Are we going to be doing freaking qualifying points at the MXDN? No. no, no, I don't believe so. I don't think there's any chances of that. But, yeah, Anton, ten, mean, 10 points for a Saturday win is just insane to me. It's It's been interesting to watch how that championship has gone just as a result yeah. of that, like how Jorge didn't win the first round at all and then left with the red plate and then how that's kind of been building these last few weeks. But then, like, if you look at what's happening in the MX2 class right now, like, yeah, Yago's stacking points up, but then you can see the MX2 class. Anything could happen on one weekend, and somebody that scored nine points on Saturday that you didn't expect is, like, right back in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm mixed on yeah. it. I'm very It is a lot of points. I do think so, but, like, they had to do something to incentivize a Saturday. Why you know, I know that the racers that? and stuff aren't happy. Yeah. Sorry, why, why wouldn't they do that, though? I mean, they, it doesn't seem like... People like it for well, the regular the, series. The, I mean, the, the, the Saturday roar would just be from the United States. It seems like nah, nah, the Saturday races are for qualifying the countries, right? You got to qualify the number of countries to get into the uh, seventeen countries or whatever it is that go to the uh, main race. So why couldn't um, they put points on that? Well, I guess they can, Jared. Um, nothing can stop them. I just I don't think <laughs> I don't see it happening. All right, you know. Right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank no, you. No argument. Yep. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I mean, I guess they can. Sure. Why not? Uh, it's going to be interesting, and I know that this is, like, a bigger question. Even as we've you've talked on the Triple Crowns, like, there are no stats for this. Every championship in all forms of racing right now, as they've added these in and they've added some kind of, like, incentive to mm-hmm. it, it does change how you look at the history books and how they're going to have to go about this. Like, oh, okay, now this is this category, and how do you determine, like, who was the greatest rider here because mm-hmm. now there's these big point swings and this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah there's – it's it's a very cool concept, but, like, if you're a real Puritan with the history of the sport, it does kind of muddy the waters a little bit. Right. Yep. No, you're absolutely right, man. How's things at Swap Moto Live? Oh, it's awesome. I love it. You know, and thank you again to everybody that makes it possible. Thank you for always shouting us out. Um, yeah, it's so cool to go on the weekends and have people, like, wearing our merch or, like, saying hi to me and stuff like yeah, that yeah. because I'm cool. just running through it. But, yeah, it's fun.
Awesome, man. Well, great. Thanks for the time today. I appreciate it, Anton, and uh, we'll see you in New York, man. All right. See you guys there. Thanks. All right. That's Mike Antonovich, everybody, from Swap Moto Live Tits. Um, just again, man. Yeah. You just bring it. You. Bring it every week. Woo. It's amazing. Yeah, oh, buddy. You're like Andre Agassi <laughs> over there. Just Greatest elevated. of all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Uh, thanks to Anton and Osborne. FlyRacing.com. See you next week.